Welcome back to another episode on the Family Alpha Podcast. I am your host, Zachary Small. Today, we are starting a new series. It's called Fraternity Fridays. Today, I am joined by Tex. He is one of the men that was there on day zero of the Fraternity of Excellence. What is the Fraternity of Excellence? It is a private group run by myself and Anthony Migliorino. We have over 160 men inside our walls working together to be their absolute best in all aspects of life. The aim there is to become excellent in everything that you do as a man and working with other men who are looking to do the same. And so we've got level 10 men, level one men, every man in between, wherever they're at in life, working together to be better, to reach that next level. And so as I said, every Friday in 2023, I will have an interview with a new man from inside the fraternity to talk about their experience in the brotherhood, how it's benefited them, and importantly, what they're doing in their life to live with excellence. And so again, we're starting out with Tex, who joined me today to talk on this first episode about his journey, what he's gained, and as an individual who was there before it began, and to now, here we are, six years later, up and running better than ever. And so enjoy the episode, enjoy Tex, links to his content below, but more importantly, when you sit and listen to this, understand what could you do if you were surrounded by men who could help you in every aspect of your life get you to where you wanted to go. This is what makes men, men. We're men, right? Indeed we are, sir. Welcome to another episode Episode. of the Family Alpha Podcast. This is where Zachary Small is working to keep masculinity in men, in marriages, and in all fathers. The information shared here is meant to be applied. We're changing the world one man at a time. Now, let's get into the episode with Zach Small on the Family Alpha Podcast. Welcome to another episode on the Family Alpha Podcast. Today, we have our very first Fraternity Friday. This is a series I'm going to be running throughout all of 2023, where I'm taking men from inside the Fraternity of Excellence, where we're working together, and I'm bringing them out to share their stories. Now, we're behind our walls, talking about what we're doing every single day. We're engaged together, but the public doesn't get to see that. And one thing I've realized is it's so necessary and needed by the masses that what we're doing and the the applause that we're giving each other, the success that we're having, the failures and the recovery from those failures, those are things that men need to see. And so I want to normalize that discussion. So Friday is dedicated to my FOE brothers, and there's no better man to kick this off than the man who was literally a mentor when we came out the gates. I have asked this man more questions than anybody else when we first started. He recently shared a post saying, I've been I've been in FOE since day zero. And I laughed because it's it's literally true. It, he was there before we even opened the doors because we were asking a lot of questions. Craig James and I, we relied heavily upon Tex. So Tex, without further ado, <laughs> welcome to the very first Fraternity Friday, brother. And I'm very glad that you are here to kick this off. Hey, thank you. No, I'm glad to be here. It's, it's been an amazing uh, last five years. <laughs> so let's dive right into that because we had a little bit of a mix up. I just went on Twitter. I went publicly, you know, thousands of people. I'm like, yeah, we just did uh, five years, you know, completed and all that. Or we're heading on to year five. And out of there's 163 men inside the fraternity right now. And one, a single man was like, hey, Zach, you don't math well. You're very good at writing, but your math is not very strong. So we're actually starting our sixth year of operation. We just finished our fifth. So, Tex, thank you for bringing that up. And we can jump on that one right now. <laughs> no, I would just say it's, just, it's the uh, Texas way of counting. One, two, three, you know, that, that kind of thing. So, it, it is what it is. Uh, no, I'm just teasing with you, but it's fun. Uh, no, man, uh, five years ago, I was, I'm was. i glad to see we made it to five years. And I, I, I didn't have a lot of doubts. I just know that the internet and things are fickle sometimes, right? And people 
go off and do different things in different directions and things like that. But um, there has been a need for this from the get-go. Uh, we've talked about it publicly over and over again, especially back in 2018, 2019. Lots of stuff about that. Uh, there's there's groups out there that have sprung up. Uh, I know FOE was one of the very first. And uh, it's, I mean, the more the merrier. That's always been our attitude, right? This is not competition. Bring it. I mean, I want to I want to see 30 groups, you know, of men's groups on, online in our Twitter space, the Manosphere space, whatever you want to call it. I want to see 30 groups, man. I mean, bring it. Uh, it's, it's necessary. We don't get it locally. At least most of us don't. I mean, um, if, if you're lucky enough to go to a church that's not woke, um, then you might find some men there that, that think like you do, that uh, might be some people that you can actually uh, share masculine conversations with. Um, but those are few and far between these days. So uh, having that space online, um, and then we talk about online, but then the reality hit, we, we started doing all these meetups and stuff, and I'm, I'm probably jumping ahead in the conversation, but um, man, that's where the rubber meets the road. You start getting around guys, you're sitting around campfire bullshitting and, you know, uh, you know, drinking coffee in the mornings and smoking a pipe or cigar or whatever. And the conversations, it's always been that's the best conversations happen, you know, when you're just walking off to go do something with some with a group and two guys are just kind of bullshitting a little bit on, on the trail. And next thing you know, you're solving somebody's problem where they're solving your problem or at least giving you some ideas of where to turn and all that. And so, uh, yeah, man, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. It's uh it's, it's one of the things that has kept me sane, especially during COVID for, for, for God's sakes, you know, the world's going nuts. Uh, we had a group of guys that weren't, you know, we were calling each other out on bullshit when people started to lose their minds a little bit and our guys didn't lose their minds. You know, we prepared for, it. we knew it was coming. I mean, we knew it was coming before the whole rest of the country seemed to know it was coming um, you know, I won't get into all the politics behind it, but I mean, we were talking about hydroxychloroquine and Z-Packs and, you know, in, in February before anybody was talking about that kind of stuff. I mean, seriously, we, we were planning out, we were, I was, I went to Walgreens and dropped probably $200 worth of cold and, and flu preps the first part of February before any of this stuff was really maybe late January. And the girl looked at me like I was nuts. And I'm like, yeah, well, your show, your shelves are going to be bare at some point on this stuff. You know, we just prepared. We were ready. Um, I love I when mean, I can get you when the thoughts are firing. You just went through the whole episode. We can just end it right here. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> you just everything. I was like, yes, yes, and yes. Yeah. I, I want to bring it back just one second. So yeah, there's a sure. there's a few key points I want to hit. One, I've actually stopped calling the Fraternity of Excellence an online group because of how frequent these meetings are. I'm not talking just main um, events. Men that live local to each other, they meet up for coffee, they meet up for cigars, they'll meet up for a workout or going to hike a, a, a mountain or whatever. Uh, men are meeting up and they're they're bringing their families together. Actually, Anthony mm -hmm. uh, and a few of the other men, they had their families together for Christmas, which was awesome to see. But the community, too many men are meeting up too frequently for this to be called the online community. It doesn't do it justice. You know, and then another point, you were talking about competition in the other groups. When we first started, I believe uh, there was Order of Man from Ryan Mickler. Elliot Hulse had the strength camp. There were a few. And then we jumped onto it. I didn't even know uh, membership communities existed when this thing first started. So we kind of, that's actually why I leaned on you very heavily. I was like, text, dude, I don't, I, I'm, a, I'm a vet. I'm a motivated dude. I got a lot of skill sets to bring to the men, but I don't know how to do an online version of that. I've only done it in person. And so you kind of gave me a lot of pointers of what not to do and just let me do my yeah. thing. And he's like, yeah, do your things, Zach. Just don't do these things because I've seen that not work out in other communities. And that's a really good point because inside FOE, we have helped men create their own communities. Where men need help, that's where they need to go. And, and there, there's no reason 
for us to sit here and pick at each other and like, oh, join me, don't join him. Man, men will go with the the leader that they connect with. Men will go with their friends that are in a group and they connect with that guy. So if a man likes text, I'm like, oh, text is an FOE, I'm going to FOE. No other reason. You know, or they're like, oh, I connect with Zach or Anthony or whomever. That's where they're going to go. And that's where we should see men going. That's where it used to go. Men went to the VFW. They went to the Rotary Clubs. They went to the Gentleman Clubs. They went where they wanted to go. And that is how it should always work. And I I don't think you ever saw the Gentleman Clubs having wars against each other. They just did their thing. And so with us, we're so focused on doing our thing. I don't have time to watch somebody else's success or failure. I'm doing us. And so with that, when you first came into FOE, we were we were getting the ball rolling. You know, we had just come out of December of discipline. So we had a pretty good squad of dudes that wanted to keep the ball, you know, the momentum carrying together. Did you have any insight as to how this was going to play out to here and the impact it's had on you specifically? No, no, no. I, I just know that we were we were cranking during December of discipline in 2017. And that that group was just on fire and so motivational. And it was, it was getting me on track and doing some things that I wasn't doing in my life. And, you know, and then I'm telling you, man, if it wasn't for this group, I wouldn't be in the shape I'm in today right now. Uh, that's, that's number one. Um, and that's not that we're just, uh, you know, he man weightlifter club. I mean, that's although we do lift a lot of pounds. part of it. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we lift heavy shit. Uh, that's what we do. Uh, but at the same time, it, it allowed me to meet, several other guys and hang out with several other guys. And then next thing you know, you know, you and Coop and Phil and I are all doing this thing together, test driving this, this thing Phil's doing. And then, I mean, just, just one thing snowballed after the next. And, um, you know, in terms of, I, I have this innate need to try and, and help others. It's been some kind of my, uh, my MO for a long time. It is, it's, it's how I get a lot of satisfaction in life. I can help other people. And I think that we're all kind of like that to a certain degree, if you really, really get down to it. But uh, FOE allows me to, uh, to be one of the older guys, you know, one of the hopefully wiser and uh, definitely older uh, guys that are in the group and can maybe uh, keep you guys, some of you younger guys from stepping in some of the potholes that I stepped in. God, Lord knows I had, you know, mud on my you kept me all the time. I can, I can put that on your, dude, your resume there. Dude, <laughs> you know, and I didn't have anybody. I mean, and, and, and I get back to that too, because I mean, I've said this one, uh, online num- a number of times, man, when I was growing up, we had, we had no internet. We had, all you had was your high school friends at that point or, or your junior high friends. Um, but, you know, you get used to having that kind of stuff. Um, but, I didn't have a lot of older mentors, you know, my, my family was, my dad moved us away from everybody else in the family for some good, really good reasons. And, uh, but I, I, my uncles were, were distant. They, they weren't somebody, my dad had some good close friends, but I didn't really, wasn't able to lean into those guys too well. And so I, I and when my dad passed away, I was real young. I wasn't real young. I was in my late twenties, early thirties timeframe, just a young father at that point. I had nobody to lean on, man. I had nowhere to look and nowhere to, and it was, it was really, it was really uh, uh, a lonely and discouraging and not having, not being able to do that. So my goal in life's always been, you know, I want my son to be a better dad than I was. I want him to be a better husband than I am. And likewise, uh, you know, he's 32 and there's a bunch of guys in FOE that are 30, 32, you know, in that, in that range. And I feel like I'm helping those guys. Like I'm just like, I'm trying to help my own son. And that gives me a huge sense of purpose. And, and invariably I get more help out of this than they do sometimes. I mean, it's, it's, it's funny. You know, this guy say things and it's like Man, epiphany. Wow. It make, it brings something up and I'm sitting here trying to solve the, the problem ahead before I pitch it to you because I don't want it to be an obvious answer. But when, yeah. when I look around or when you look around, 
do you see generational interaction with groups of men like that anywhere else? Mm-hmm. And what, what I mean by that is not just an uncle, you know, raising the kid, but like older gentlemen helping the younger gentleman coming up. Because in FOE, we've got 20-year-olds and 60-plus. And they're, the expectation is on each other. That 20-year-old expects you to put out and lift and get after it the same way you expect him. And so it's not one of those, well, you're older, take it easy. Like the standard is still that of excellence. But do you see that happening outside? Like where is that happening? I don't know. I mean, look, I look back at like in my high school years, which was, you know, back in the uh, pre-electricity days. But uh, we had, I mean, you had like a shop teacher, right? Or the guy that taught auto mechanics. Uh, you had very few male teachers in that school, right? You still do have very few male teachers in, your, in the schools. And it's even worse now. At least back then, they weren't completely uh, crazy out of their mind, wokest. But uh, I mean, that was it, right? It might have been a teacher that you might have identified with back then. Uh, even maybe now, but I don't see it. Even at church, um, you know, we, we make efforts to try to reach out to the younger guys. And my church is really geared towards young families and college students and stuff like that. But at the same time, there's no formal program. There's no, you know, we don't, we don't always get together for coffee and do things like that. And, it, you know, it's, it's uh, I don't see it anywhere. And, and I, I wasn't in the military, so I, I don't belong to VFWs and things like that. So I don't know what's going on over there. But I do know, um, I know one of the guys locally is in the Masons and they're just, they're, they're, they're trying to get younger guys and they can't get anybody. So it's just a bunch of old guys at this point type of thing. So, um, you know, it's, uh, I, I don't see it out there right now and it's missing. It's been missing for a long time. And I think a lot of it goes back also to the fact that we no longer live in the towns we grew up in. So, you know, I might've known your dad, you know, and, and, you know, when we were growing up together and he was always a positive influence in my life and Hey, now I'm 30 and I got two kids and he's still alive, man. I might see him at the, at the grocery store or something. And, or I might have more interactions with him still because I, there's a familiarity long-term. Now we do everything we can to get out of the town we grew up in. You know, now I'm 600, day. over 600 miles away from my town, man. <laughs> I feel like you're talking to me here. Which is good, it's though, because, I mean, man. honestly, whenever you talk, I sit and listen and try to put it onto my life. No, it's everybody, man. It's everybody. We all moved away. And we don't grow up with our own aunts and uncles and grandparents and everybody and his cousins and everybody in the same town anymore. It just doesn't happen. Uh, very rarely. If it does happen to you and you're listening to this, consider yourself blessed. And, uh, you know, consider yourself, you know, try to find a reason to stay and have your kids uh, get raised in that environment where they've got a bunch of relatives that every time they do think about screwing up across town somewhere, they know Uncle so-and-so was probably going to see them as they're driving by type of thing, you know, keeps them out of trouble a little bit, but now to answer your question, I'm rambling here. Um, no, I don't see it anywhere. I don't even see it. I have a question for you. Yeah. You know, and and this might be coming out of left field (laughs) and I I don't mean it in any discrediting to the, the older generation, man. I try to pick up everything I can learn from them, but I think also a part of the process or the part of the issue here, part of the problem is that when I look at those even 40 and plus like 40, 50, 60 plus, their foot is so off the gas that the car has already stopped coasting. And so I'm wondering, why didn't that happen with you? Why Why were you, A, you leaned in to help me. I've never asked you that. I don't know why you helped me. I don't know what about us, like, cross paths, and you even reached on. You gave me a lot of your time, man, for free. And so I don't know why you did that. And I don't know why when Phil was talking to us, you jumped on that. Why do you keep on doing these things when I look around? I don't see anybody else doing it. And that's a part of why young men don't want to go in in the the masons or the vfw because there are old men who are drinking beer and not doing a damn thing well okay so you didn't know me when i was 40 or 45 and i was that guy 
foot off the gas, swilling beers, Jack Daniels, watching football, three games. Uh, you know, hey, man, when the DVR came around, oh, man, I was in heaven. I could record all those football games. You're killing, you're killing my hero good. here. <laughs> no, I'm just, no, it's hey, good. Man, the truth dude. is good. No, you've, you've, you, you, yeah, you've, you've seen the PowerPoint. Um, yeah, man, I, uh, I have definitely uh, stubbed my toe a bunch, you know, and then something happened. I just flipped a switch. Um, you know, I realized my, my marriage was sucking. My kids were, were not doing as good as they probably could have been doing a uh, relationship with my daughter was shit. Um, and then I had a, I had a buddy, God bless him, who, man, he was in shape. My he's a guy that does my hearing aids, right? That's how we are. Right. Um, and he's in shape, man. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? He goes, oh man, I started, I started injecting testosterone a couple of years ago. And he's out running fucking marathons and stuff, you know. And um, he he hooked me up with a guy that had helped him. And next thing you know, I'm, I kind of got on the testosterone train. And uh, I was probably at about age 50. And it completely turned it around. Uh, my testosterone, I think the very first time I was ever tested, I was down like in the 300s or something. It was ridiculous. And, um, you know, at that was a turning point. It took me a while to dial it in and all that, but it was what it did. It gave me back. It, it took away a bunch of depression I was having. Uh, I was, I had more energy. I was more motivated. Um, I was ready to say no a lot faster. Right. Cause it's one of the things, you know, you get complacent in life and you, you know, your tea goes down, things like that. And you just gonna you know, go along to get along and you don't want to cause any waves and you let your wife, you know, get out of line and do way too many things because you just don't want to deal with it type of thing. And not she's doing anything bad. It's just that sometimes she needs to be told no. And, um, you know, I wasn't doing this. So all of a sudden things started changing. And then, uh, you know, without going into the whole Batman origin story here, the, the, uh, the, the wife didn't like it because all of a sudden I wasn't as a pushover and, and as like I was. And then all of a sudden she came to love it and she came to realize that this is what we had been missing all this time is, one person had to lead, one person had to follow. And if anybody's ever followed any of my stuff, that's, that's kind of what, um, that's, that's kind of my story. So um, getting into this kind of a group, getting online and, and, and discovering some stuff on Twitter is just a blessing. If it hadn't been for Trump running for president, I probably never got on Twitter in 20, I was on it early on and I just let it go. But then 2015, 2014, 15, I got, I started getting back into it and I discovered you guys and, um, it's been a blessing, uh, powerfully motivating. I know a lot of guys listen to David Goggin stuff because it's powerfully motivating. And uh, sometimes you need someone to, to in your ear, kicking your ass basically through your ear, you know, and that's where we, that's where we went. So, you know, and when I saw you guys talking about getting on this, this, uh, this strength training program, and I'm like, man, I want in. <laughs> they were like, no, no, I'm uh, glad, man. It's impressive this what you've done with your physique. And, and it's funny. So that actually bleeds right into the next thing I wanted to talk to you about. You know, since dialing in your health, I know the results you've had professionally and personally. But could you share that? The how the accountability of having a group of men around you helped you stick with that and what the results were. And and as you said, man, COVID hit while we're talking about all this. Everything that you just mentioned and the growth mm -hmm. and all the 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 progress that's been made. That was made during a time when the world was literally losing its mind. 2019 was like the last year of normalcy. And even then it was crazy. But 2020 is when shit hit the fan. And yet you've been dominating physically, uh, professionally, you know, interpersonally. And I don't want to share your story, you know, but inside FOE, we've gotten a front row seat at the growth you've had. I'm just wondering if you could touch on that. Yes, I work in a primarily male space, which is pretty freaking unique these days. 
And um, men do not respect people that do not respect themselves. Let's just call it what it is. And so I'm in training and sales, both training and sales kind of roles for my company. And, um, you know, I was, I was doing okay, but didn't have that confidence, didn't have the swagger, um, didn't have the receipts. So when people, I don't care how, tell, tell me it's wrong, but it's, it's just, it's the truth. People judge you in that first five seconds that they see you for the first time, man. They do a top to bottom scan and they have formed their impression of who the hell you are. And if you tell them you're going to do something for them and you can't even push the fork away from your mouth, they got no confidence that you're going to, that you're going to come through for them because you can't even come through for yourself. And that's where the rubber meets the road on with those guys. And so all of a sudden, when I started taking care of myself, I really wasn't changing how I was going about my job. I just took better care of myself and I presented myself better. I was fit. I was trimmer. I was way more confident because, you know, you start feeling pretty good about yourself at that point. And, um, you know, it just all started to roll in together and people started to, instead of being that sales guy that nobody likes, it comes along and bugs people. Now all of a sudden I'm a, I'm a teammate. I'm a consultant. Basically they're, they're calling me up, asking me questions and stuff. And my phone, man, I still keep it on. It was high tech stuff. And these guys need help. And sometimes in the middle of the night and uh, phone's on, you know, and they, they call and, you know, I'll, I'll help them. And they know that I'm going to come through for them. They know I'm going to do what I said I'm going to do because I, I gave them now the impression that I am competent when I walked in the door and I didn't used to give them that, that impression. And there's been guys that have told me they've seen me after, you know, three and four years, like, Holy crap, dude, what happened to you? And I'm like, COVID happened, bro. And they're like, what? I was I'm one like, of those guys, one of the meetups, you showed up and you had a tight shirt. I'm like, damn. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I mean, I, I laugh about it. COVID screwed this country, this whole world up. I mean, it was, I won't even get into all that bullshit uh, too far, uh, hopefully. And uh, but it, it gave a lot of us a lot of time uh, to reconnect with our families, to figure out what was important spiritually, what was important, um, you know, mentally. Uh, and most importantly, uh, it gave a lot of us time to get back in shape. And, uh, in, you know, I was blessed to have a, a couple of things in my dry, in my uh, garage for working out. I had like these total gym things with the, the Chuck Norris slant board, you know, with the pulleys and the cables. I had one of those that I never used. And I was about to sell it. It's like, yeah, you won't get anything for it. You might as well keep it. You might want to use it one of these days. And then COVID hit. I was really glad it was there. Got a couple of dumbbells. That was it. That's all I had. You know, I gradually started getting more gear as it was accessible. And now I got a great... Great setup out there, but uh, yeah, people sure see me now. You rode the the Atlantic Ocean there and back and there and back a few times over. I've been watching your miles, man. Yeah, <laughs> I I'm coming up on that. I don't know, um, the million kilometers or something. something crazy. I don't know, um, but I'm just saying it's a uh, it's it, to get back to your point. Um, when you take care of yourself, when you dial yourself in, people trust you. And and in, in when you're asking somebody to give you a hundred thousand dollars for something they want to know they can trust you and rely on you. And if they, if you show up a disheveled mess, you know, sweating and, you know, out of shape and, you know, look like you're about to have a heart attack, they don't have a lot of confidence in you. They don't want to give you that money, you know? So yeah, my professional life has blown the hell up. I but mean, you didn't change anything though. And that's what, that's what trips me out. Well, I mean, it doesn't trip me out at all, to be honest, but that's what, well, that's what I think is the most incredible part of that story. When people hear this, yeah. They'll be like, oh, well, you're making more money or you're you're getting better connections, but you didn't change anything except for how you look. No. And that's no. that's a testament to beautiful people, in shape people 
life is better for them. And we have total control over that. And that's one of the most frustrating elements to it is when you see somebody that's overweight, but they're saying, I love my kid more than anything. You're like, you, you don't though. Oh, I want to I go out and be my best self, but you don't want to get yourself into gear. And so that, that's a difficult one for me to swallow. And it has been for a long time. And I'm the guy who does not dunk on these people. I've been the guy who's like, yo, I'm throwing the rope. I've got this community. I've got this friend. Go see philfosterfitness.com. Boom. Yeah. That's what I'm working with. I tell my resources, hey, here's my trainer inside FOE. We've got nutritionists. We've got trainers. We've got these guys. But then there is still those who are, maybe it's the social conditioning, but they still believe that their, their weight does not play a role in the negativity that's going on in their life. Yeah, the dad bod myth, you know. I, this podcast is not meant to be just to bust people's balls for not being in shape, but it's but so somehow huge. we ended up there. <laughs> it's such a huge key to to having a happy life, man. I mean, body. I heard this earlier this morning. Bodies are meant to move, and people aren't moving these days. And um, it's just you, you. You can go into all the science, the endorphins, and all the other stuff that happens. But I'm telling you, man, those steel plates out there, and um, those dumbbells are my therapy. I mean, that's how I keep sane. And, and my wife knows. I mean, she used to give me a little shit about it. How are you going to go work out again? I'm like, yeah, every day, <laughs> you know. And uh, it's just non-negotiable. That's my hour and a half or two hours. And I got 22 more. I can do other things. And that's the other thing. I mean, it's time management. A lot of people have got no time management at all. And then they, it's five o'clock and now it's dinner time with the kids or whatever. And, and oh, I should have worked out earlier. Should have worked out at lunch or should have got, got yeah. dude, there's guys in FOE that are up at 4 a.m. and working out every morning. It's insane. Yeah. I'm having coffee and smoking a pipe and reading a book, trying to wake up. And these guys are, are, are logging reps. And, you know and how frustrating it is? So usually, I'll get it in like after the kids go to school, they go to school around 720 and then I'll run down there. But there were times where I was training with the kids and then we'd have to get up earlier. And so on those days I'm up, let's say five o'clock, I'm up by five fifteen. we're downstairs working out. And I go like, I'll post something in Slack and I'm like five dudes late. There was already five dudes ahead of me that have like finished their workout. They're in the middle of their workout. I'm like, it's five 20 in the morning. And these are some of these dudes aren't even East coast. They're like central. I'm like, when do you sleep? They're like, Oh yeah, I just go to bed earlier and I wake up and I get after it. I'm like, it's so impressive. You know, it's it's the, the best and most motivating thing to know. Somebody's out there grinding. You need to get up and get after it, too. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, it's uh, if you if you actually go to a gym, I mean, you're, you'll be the only guy there. If you're there before six, you're the only person there. Just about there might be a handful of the same old people every time. But, you know, I say, well, I have no excuse. I have all my stuff in my garage. I haul it out in my driveway and enjoy the sunshine. In Texas, I mean, we could do that pretty much 11 months out of the year. You know, so we have, we have that ability, but, uh, yeah, man, um, I, I, I'm surrounded by motivated men and it's hard to not be motivated when you're surrounded by those guys. And we said this before, we don't be, no one wants to be the weakest link. I don't want to, I want the guys looking at me like, ah, oh, yeah, you're just the old guy. Yeah. It would be nice to him. No, I want to compete. You know, <laughs> I, I, I may not win. <laughs> but I'm definitely gonna I'm definitely gonna throw down. No, that mindset's know. good, man. And so that, that does bring up another question I had wanted to ask you. And yeah. so you've you've seen you you were there, I think you were on you just got off the boat, you know, from uh, Noah when he took his fucking trip, and then you've seen things progress, and then since then, you know, electricity came around. That was cool. Yeah, but then you found online groups, you know, you found your way here, you you're you're on Twitter, uh, you, you got some content you're pumping out. 
you made these connections, you're seeing us meeting up in the real world. Where do you think this is going? What do you think is next? Uh, generational. Um, I'll tell you what I had. Uh, I had two of my older grandsons. I'll tell you a quick story. I like this Uncle Texas story time. Um, two grandsons were here for Christmas. They just left yesterday and uh, took them to church and was talking to them about the importance of body, mind, and spirit. And we have an FOE challenge coin, which has that on one side, body, mind, and spirit with a trident, you know. And we were talking about going to school, about sports, take care of yourself, but that it was important to, you know, take care of your spirit and let it grow as well. And um, I gave you, I had, I had, I had two extra challenge coins in my bag over here. And uh, I gave them each a challenge coin when they went home. And I said, I want you to hang on to this. This is important. And I'm going to send you a text later and tell you, explain to you what a challenge coin is all about. I said, I don't have time right now to tell you what it's all about, but this is important. This is a good reminder. And they're inquisitive. So guess what? Guess where they were probably last night, logging on to fraternityofexcellence.com. Try to see what it's all about. And there's, there, there I am doing, a, I don't know, a testimonial or something on there, right? I see this as generational. I see your son. I see my grandsons. Um, I know there's there's guys that have sons that are already in the fraternity, um, older sons. And so I see that as, as moving forward. I don't see this thing going away anytime soon. I don't see why it would. Um, we're all getting my watch out of it. No, <laughs> man, I mean, we're all we're all getting we're all getting too much out of it. I remember one one, one of our, our friends who shall remain nameless when you first started offering like a lifetime membership. He's like, man, text. What do you think? You think we're going to make it? You think lifetime's a good idea? I'm like, hell yeah! Here <laughs> we are. That's a solid investment. <laughs> yeah, this was a, this was the time to do it, man. Uh, you know, it, it was. I, yeah, I have no doubt that we're not going anywhere, and uh, I think they're going to be. There continue to be more and more guys that join, and um, I, I, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say this or not, but this is not all about just making money. Um, I know that to start of last year, you cut loose a bunch of guys that weren't participating over 30 you know? percent yeah i know it, it wasn't a small number man no it wasn't and uh you, you're not and, and they were given plenty of warning. hey if you're going to be a part of this thing you got to be a part of this thing and they chose not to and um i think that speaks to the mission of the group it speaks to your character if people say oh he's a grifter bullshit he just cut off 30 percent of the membership told him to take a hike took an income hit and that's who you are and that's that's okay so guys over the years have asked me hey man which of these groups do i join how do i there's all these groups out there now i'm like read the guy's writing right look at his videos do you resonate with that guy if you resonate with that guy and if, if things feel right that's that's your group try it if you don't if you don't like it quit try another one you know, there's, there's plenty of them out there. I said, but if you're, if you're watching some guy's sales pitch or you're watching some of his videos and stuff and you get this, you get this weird feeling, this grifter feeling, then just move away, go somewhere else. And so, uh, I mean, it's all about character. And I think that five years into it, there are, there's literally no one saying anything negative about the fraternity of excellence and shame on us for keeping it so quiet. Cause I know a lot of us were so I don't know. I don't know. We started this thing. I mean, we were, everybody was, was using me, man. I really, I drove that. I threatened dudes that, that 100% falls in my lap. And it's one of that and Hunter yeah. Drew are one of my biggest regrets because when I look back, I'm like, we were, we not were, we are still, but at the time we were doing a great thing 
And now that it's public, I, I, Anthony and I both gave our express permission at this last event to, to go, it was October to go out and just let loose, you know, just say it, do it, you know, let the world see who we are because we operated in the shadows for so long because we were under that. If you say anything positive about men, you know, you're going to get doxxed and you're going to have everything taken from you. And that's what was happening in the red pill community, you know, but the conversations and what FOE is, that's not what we are. We, We are about men being their best selves. And one of the things I love about that, and especially your story now, in this entire discussion, we have focused on you and what you've done to improve your life. We don't get pulled into the, the distractions are out there. When we, we have discussions on the things that pop up, we have discussions on politics, we have discussions on health, on preparation, we have discussions on everything, but none of it takes away from our focus on self and excellence. And I think, yeah. I don't know why that, that fear was there in me. But I'm so glad it's gone, man. Just like not being Hunter. I'm so glad I'm Zach and I can be real and show you like, this is my fucking life. This is my family. This is what I'm doing. Here's where I'm going. You know, this is what it's about for me. And so I, I agree with you, man. I'm, I, I regret that, but here we are. And all we can do is go forward yeah, and I mean, show the message. We were all paranoid. You know, no one wants to get doxxed. No one's, everyone was getting, people were getting doxxed left and right back in those times. And we first started this thing out and people were losing their jobs and stuff or having any kind of a viewpoint whatsoever. And I think a lot of us have become more bulletproof over the last few years. I know that financially, a lot of men in the fraternity of excellence now have FU money that didn't have that prior. We've um, made dudes a shit ton of money. (laughs) We have good resources in there, man. December, the debt challenge. Oh my God. That's the, that's the funny part, right? We have this saying, we got a guy for that. I don't care what the subject is. I don't care what it is. There's, there's a subject matter expert within the walls, you know, and that's that's the cool thing. You can reach out and, and have answers in, in no time at all. My son was trying to change his daughter's his, uh, girlfriend's brakes and did something to the manual mode of the electronic parking brake or something. And he's like, oh, man, I think I messed it up. What do I do? I'm like, I don't know. Go post it. And the, all the gearheads will jump in and tell you what's wrong. And they all did. I told him exactly what he did wrong. You know, it was like instant stress relief. OK, I got these guys. I got my back. Um but yeah, I mean, we, we we're no, I don't care anymore. I'm at that point right now. I'm like, you can find me if you look hard enough. <laughs> His face? Are you kidding? You know? Yeah, come on. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I just don't care. I just don't care now. It's like, uh, yeah, whatever. I mean, they're they're gonna they're gonna either dox here or not. And for somebody was like, oh yeah, you know, we need to keep our conversations private. I'm like, yeah, we should. You know, you'd be able to have privacy and be able to say things and get them off your chest. Don't have to worry about them being repeated. But at the same time, the NSA could have a line on any of my conversations and there's nothing there. All I'm talking about is improving myself, improving my grandson's lives, improving my family, you know, helping other guys improve theirs. I mean, what's, what's that's, that's literally it. That, that yeah, That's when it clicked. And I told the guys, I'm like, look, there's, there's nothing. I had them go through it. I was like, tell me what yeah. we do. They're like, uh, I can't. I was like, I know you can't because there's nothing. This is what men need. And we need to let men know it exists. And it's not just for you coming to us. I mean, hell yeah, come to us. We're fucking awesome at this. We've proven we've got a great track record and reputation, but you can't make it. Or we've had a few guys say, well, I can't make any of those Zooms, but I want to build my own version here. How would you do that? Dude, I gave them the whole script. Here's how I do this, how I do this, how I do this, how I do this. Go there and build it in your community, in your church, wherever. I've had a lot of meetings with that with men. You know, and so you're the first guest on Fraternity Fridays. So you didn't get a heads up as to what's coming down the pipeline. Yeah. So I got my closing question. Everybody after well, you is going to be able to prepare. You couldn't. So here it is. After all this time in the group and all the success you've had, the metrics you've hit, why do you remain in the Fraternity of Excellence? Brotherhood. Um, 
we all have had it in our past, whether you're in the military, whether you're in high school sports, college sports, or whatever, locker room mentality. You had that. You had guys in your foxhole. Um, and then a lot of us lost it, some of us for decades, and, and, and always never could understand what was missing. And what was missing was having that brother and having those guys in your foxhole, having those guys you could absolutely just talk talk stuff with. I mean, it's like talk crap with, but um, the things that you shouldn't be talking to your wife about, maybe things that are just going to erode her confidence in you, perhaps. Um, but just having guys know they have your back. I mean, I literally know that if I had a major crisis here in Texas, I'd have people showing up on my door within hours driving and probably dudes coming in the next day on a plane if I needed them. Um, I've, we've kind of seen that in action a little bit. Um, so it's, it's the brotherhood. I mean, it's having, it's having a squad. It's having a, having a group of guys that, that you can depend on that you can trust. And, uh, you know, that's, it's, it's been missing for most of us for, for a long, long time. I think that's a great answer. Brother, thank you for coming on here. Thanks for being a part of this. And, and I don't mean You're this, welcome. the podcast, I mean this, the fraternity, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like I said, when I, when I didn't have my legs, I was just figuring this out. I had someone to lean on and then I found the strength. I got it. I got it running and now I can throw it on my back and go, but people, people see that now they don't see that when it started, you know? And so the same thing, they'll see you now, but they don't see that before photo. You gotta yeah. earn the privilege. You gotta earn the privilege to see that one. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we don't all show come that from one. success. Sometimes we got to build ourselves up and people, they don't see that work, but you're putting the work. I'm putting in the work. We're going to continue to do so. And then all the men inside the fraternity, they're continuing to do so as well. And so it's not an age thing. It's not a marital status thing. It's not a level thing. Level one fitness men are coming in. Men are coming in obese and they're looking to dial it in. Men are coming in broke. You know, they can just afford, they had like a little bit of extra money and they put it onto this. And that's what gets them moving with their debt. You know, men are looking to create businesses, start writing books, putting all these things out there. You don't have to be a level 10 man to be in the fraternity of excellence. You have to be a man who's willing to start working towards the standard of excellence across the board. And as we continue this conversation, you're going to see more and more men share their stories as to how we're doing that, how they're using it, because the fraternity is meant to be used. You know, as much as we have offered value to Tex, he used us as well to position and get himself to where he wanted to go. That's how it works. It's not a negative when a man uses another man. That's why we're here. I'm a tool to be used as is Tex. I used him to help me learn how do I do this? How do I get it going and set it in motion the right way so it doesn't break? And here we are on year six, not five. <laughs> still in motion with momentum going forward. We actually just dropped another live meetup that we're doing uh, today. I've got a guy working on my blog today. So we've got a guy for everything. We've got connections for everything. We've got men meeting up weekly and we're going to continue to do so until the wheels fall off. And so if that's something you're interested in, hit Tex up, hit myself up, and then we'll just knock it out. You guys stay well. Thank you for tuning in. Go ahead, Tex. You got a last minute. I got one thing. I, I, this was, I, I did want to mention this. It just hit me a second ago. I have been shocked by the amount of men that have become content creators within FOE. Like it was only a couple of people doing it. Another of, man start one today. He's starting a Substack now. <laughs> I'm telling you, I have, I am, I am blown away. I said pretty much everything I wanted to say online at this point. I got it all out there. It got it out of my, out of my soul, but what's so much fun is seeing some of these guys just continue to, to, to pick up the ball and run, run with it. And we're, we're, we're a group of content creators now. It blows me away every time I see another guy rising to the top. So thanks for letting me be here. That's what you're supposed to say. Make sure you like, share, and all that. And then I can close it. You get the last no, word. No, 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 man. Just like I said, you want to level up, come give us, you know, come join us.
you don't level up, you won't be here long. You've just finished another episode of the Family Alpha Podcast. Now go out and apply what you've learned. And be sure to follow Zach on Twitter and Instagram at Zach Small underscore. Also, be sure to check out Zach's work at thefamilyalpha.com and his private men's community, thefraternityofexcellence.com.